Hey everyone, welcome back to Two Brothers, One Mike. I'm Joe, and as always, my brother, Coach Tony, is here. Tony. What's going on there, Joe? And what is going on out there in T-Bomb land today? Episode two of season three, moving right along. And a very interesting uh, a very interesting one, uh, to say the least, Joe, as we get back into that that segment that we uh, we love, and that's exercise. And uh, some benefits to a specific type of training called time under tension, also known as TUT, not King Tut, but spelled the same way, the acronym, and uh, adoringly um, uh, used in the in the training world, I should say, uh, to keep it simple, TUT, time under tension. What does it mean? What's it all about? And uh, that's what we're going to get into today. And what do you think? Good idea? Bad idea? Well, I mean, we kind of alluded this is what this show was going to be about last week, so I think we should probably... Stay on, uh, stay on task here. And, yeah, I know. Uh, I'm still the, just st- stay on task with the uh, time under tension topic we've decided on. Well, well I was just looking to see if you're going to disagree with me. Finally, um, <laughs> we've we've talked about that already, but um, it'll happen sooner or later. We don't know when, folks. It could be season four. It could be season five. We don't know, but uh, sooner or later, Joe's going to say to me, "You know what? This episode is not what I want to do today. Let's switch it up." right in the middle of the podcast. But um, until then, we're going to stick with what we're talking about today, and that's time under tension. Now, obviously, obviously, Joe, I found a concept from our 70s and 80s era that can fit, or at least I made it fit into this particular concept, right? Now, you can't tell me, arguably, that one of the greatest sports stories ever told from chapter one to chapter seven, I believe, is the movie Rocky. Uh, Come on. I mean, you can't help but love the feel-good story from beginning to end and all the drama that went on in between that. Where would you put Rocky on your sports movies of our era, the 70s and the 80s? Oh, those are all top of the list for me. Of course, that's the only sport that I really... That I really uh, enjoy. So I know you asking you isn't even fair. I got to ask. No, it really isn't. (laughs) So, so that being said, when we talk about time under tension, I thought about this. You know, Rocky two, Rocky four. You know, almost every single Rocky. All right, including Creed. That's why I said seven chapters. I include Creed one and Creed two as well in this. But when when you when you think about the training montages and you 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 think about all the training that was going on, not only with with Rocky Balboa, but with you know Yvonne Drago, with Apollo Creed, with Lang and so on and so forth. Um, you can find different areas of the movie where time and attention was, in my opinion, definitely being used. And other times in the movie where I didn't think it was being used, but then I started doing some more research before this show to find out some, I wouldn't say brand new findings, but findings that I didn't know about where there's other parts of the movie that arguably are also considered time and attention. So I think before we, before we even get into that, we should probably introduce what the concept is. Last week's show, I kind of gave an example, right, of what time under tension is. But uh, when you when you think about time under tension, ladies and gentlemen, you think about the muscle in question, which means the muscle that you're using in that moment, whatever you're concentrating on in your workout that day, that particular muscle, how long you keep stress on that muscle in all phases, from the upward movement to the downward movement, from the positive to the negative, from the concentric to eccentric or eccentric. Everybody uses that that term eccentric or eccentric. I hear different trainers call it both. So we'll just say eccentric or eccentric, and it's the same thing. All that going on, isometric, 
we talked all about that. And Joe, again, I think I asked you last week if when we did the show, you can in- include the link to that particular uh, training regimen that we did in uh, several episodes ago in season two um, with eccentric, concentric, and isometric strength. If we can include that link in the description of the podcast so everyone can get an opportunity to listen to that after they listen to this and get a better understanding if they haven't already heard that show about what that is exactly, that would be great. Yeah, uh, I already have that set up to, to go uh, for us. So. See what I mean? This is what you mean. When you're out there looking for a good technical advisor, I need lo- I need not look any further. But um, that being said, as Joe probably rolls his eyes back in the studio. <laughs> um, uh, that being said, folks, time and retention, like I said, is that ability in those movements to keep stress on the muscle longer so that the movement pattern, which has always been the way it has been looked at, is a slower process. Uh, again, using a dumbbell as an example in a dumbbell curl, or you know what, better yet, using a bench press. Instead of that one to one and a half seconds of lowering the bar to your chest and driving it back up, both both movements taking one and a half seconds each for a total of two to three seconds, it would be a, let's say, three to four second process in lowering the bar to the chest, and then a three or four second process in raising the bar. Obviously, you've gone from two to three seconds all the way up to up to eight seconds in that entire movement pattern. Thus, more stress on the muscle. Thus, when we're talking about time under tension, just to give you an example. Now, we're going to keep bringing up the movie uh, over and over again. I'm just going to give you one example of what struck me immediately as time under tension, and it came in Rocky Four. If you can remember when Stallone uh, Rocky Balboa, obviously. Joe, in Rocky Four, in the training where he's training in the barn in Russia, there's a scene where it looks like it's this huge wheelbarrow and he has his trainer Tony sitting in it. He has his wife Adrian sitting in it. And I believe Pauly is uh, also sitting a, in it. It's a horse and carriage. I think it's like the carriage without the horses is what yeah. he's holding and, up. Yeah. And they're sitting in it, right? Yeah. Yeah. He grabs the handles, almost looks like an oversized wheelbarrow. Yeah. Uh, he grabs the handles and he slowly begins to push the the wheelbarrow up the handles up over his head with everybody in it. And then I would like to assume, although they don't show it, that he slowly lowers the wheelbarrow back down to the ground. That would be an example of taking anywhere from probably eight to 10 to 12 seconds for that entire process to equal one rep. That would be an example of time under tension where you're thinking of an example of what in the past would not be time under tension. If you remember, let's say in Rocky two, and that would be where ladies and gentlemen, folks from our era where Adrian tells him to win and they immediately go to the training and you got goosebumps at this point. I know I did. And he starts doing his training. And every time he was doing anything, remember he was doing the dumbbell flies, shoulder flies, and you could hear the trainer yelling out 46, 47, 48. So he has gone way past the, the the threshold of what time under tension is supposed to equal. Not only are they doing rep counting, but they are going for longer periods of time with uh, lighter weight and his, his movement patterns are extremely fast. So that would not be considered what time under tension is in the past. But we're going to talk about a new study where I don't know now. I think it's all up to it's up to the listeners to make the decision once I present all the evidence. Yeah, you know, and that that kind of goes hand in hand with the question that I'd asked last week. I'll I'll bring it up again this week when when we're ready for it. But uh, that that type of time under tension, I believe, is to uh, uh, build endurance for muscles. It's for muscle building. uh, Yeah, for endurance. So, so so I've always, as a trainer, 
I've always been exposed to it in that in that fashion, what you just said. And I still believe strongly in the fact that that is indeed a benefit of, of that you know particular type of training. Yeah, because we're talking about boxing. I mean, you're looking at three minutes of hardcore, you know, I mean, you're, you're that's that's what you're moving mainly is your arms are well. Anyone will tell you in that in that sport, particularly, it starts from the ground up. So really, it's your legs. It's all of your muscles. It is not just your hands and your you know shoulders down. I think a lot of people have that misconception. So yeah, everything that you're doing in that realm is going to be this uh, you know this form of time under tension, like we were saying, where it's like sure. more for building endurance. Sure. So, but is it? So we're going to figure that all out, uh, right? Okay, we're we're, okay. we're going to figure all that out. Sure. But the one thing I want to talk about first, and we're going to we're going to briefly touch on this concept right here, uh, because I I believe that it has a lot to do with with uh, time under tension, and it's the concept of protein synthesis. Now, let's keep this in mind before we even we even go down this this rabbit hole. For the purpose of this show, we're going to give. Um, in layman's terms, what protein synthesis is all about. But let's make sure that we have a show specifically for protein synthesis alone, where we also are able to bring an individual or individuals into the show who are qualified, all right, that can actually, in the interview, give an even better explanation as to how that entire process works in the body, because it's a very important process. So, agree? I, I think on that one, you couldn't disagree. That would be... That would be crazy of you. Yeah, we probably we, we know enough to be dangerous, but uh, I, I know the gentleman who you're speaking of right now, and yeah, I think he's definitely more than qualified to be able yeah. to uh, to break that down for folks. So. Yeah, so let's do that. But but for the purpose of this show, we're not going to just skip over it because protein synthesis, time and retention, they go hand in hand for for a, you know a couple of big reasons. So what what is protein synthesis? Uh, generally speaking, it's it's usually heightened after a workout after you're done doing your training. It's a process of creating protein molecules. It's extremely, extremely important in cellular development, okay? Protein is the building block of muscle. So many people hear that so often, right? You have your amino acids, you have your essential amino acids, which you have to get from your macronutrients because they are not created by your body, although there's studies out there that are arguing that now. But this process in your body is naturally occurring, so, you know, per, you know, the body produces protein to repair damaged muscle due to intense training or not just in that process. You know, when we just think about weightlifting, anything you do in life, which is rigorous, uh, carrying, you know, 10 yards of mulch all day is going to uh, cause a need to repair a lot of damaged muscle tissue in that process. You know, that's a hard day's work right there. So it's not just about deadlifting and doing pull-ups uh, one day. It's about anything you're doing where you're putting stress on the muscles of your body. So there's that. And again, the show that we need to do will uh, definitely, I want to say, concentrate on protein synthesis and understanding it from, you know, the ground up with an individual who is very uh, well qualified in talking about that. So understand that so that when we bring protein synthesis up again, when we're talking about time under tension, that is, you have a general understanding, folks, of the importance of it. So let me tell you this, Joe. We, we, you know, you and I talk off the air a lot about let's not throw 3,000 studies at them. Let's just, you know, and because it gets a little dangerous because well, here's what happened, folks. You hear all these studies and you're like, oh, my goodness, how many studies are you going to give me already and break down to the, you know, the very core of their nature? And so we're not going to do that, but I am going to 
to give you a, a quick understanding of several studies today. And then you could do all the research you want after that, if that, you know, if that will help you out. But understand this, it's our job to bring this stuff to you. So, I mean, one of the studies done, and there's so many different studies in so many different journals and, and, and video, you know, reputable videos from reputable institutions, uh, you know, what, study, studies that show that time and attention is becoming a more preferred method of training, to be honest with you. Uh, here's a fact. If you are doing workouts that do not elicit the protein synthesis response, and when I say that, I mean in extreme fashion, so to speak. So that ability, right? to build lean muscle tissue once it's torn down in extreme fashion and, and understand this. It's not always, not all workouts are set up in that way. Your gains will be minimal, minimal. So it depends on the type of workouts you're doing. We talk about terminology here. Okay. And I know that I'm going to talk about the studies, but I want to make sure people understand this. We talk about catabolic and anabolic, the catabolic effect during the workout is the phase when you are tearing down muscle tissue. I have said this before, and I'm going to say this again. When we work out, ladies and gentlemen, when you exercise, you are not building muscle. I know in the moment you feel the, you know, you feel the pump, you, you look bigger, you look swollen, so to speak, as you're trying to build lean muscle tissue. But what happens in that process there is you are tearing lean muscle tissue down. And the more stress that you put on the muscle, the more muscle fibers that you are looking to recruit to build that muscle back better, bigger, stronger, right? And so that is the catabolic effect, tearing it down. The anabolic effect, which takes place after the workout, is the process of building that lean muscle tissue back bigger and stronger. And that's where protein synthesis comes into play. That show we're going to have, that concept that we just touched on a few minutes ago. And so they're finding that time and retention is the route to go in order to increase that response that in extreme fashion that we talked about when it comes to protein synthesis and building lean muscle tissue. Now, here's the study that I've, I've, had you, I've had you on your toes now for a good three or four minutes. This one comes from the Journal of Physiology, which is a very reputable source. It truly is. Now, I read about this, and I watched a video with a biochemist who I enjoy watching. I don't know how many people would enjoy watching him because he is very technical, and his terminology sometimes gets a little bit much, but he is very knowledgeable about what he's talking about. And ironically, when he was talking about this study, I thought to myself, that's the same exact study I just read about not that long ago. So I said, I'm definitely going to bring this up in the podcast. They took two groups. The first group did what we call set rep. Okay. Now, Joe, when we're talking about set rep groups, we're talking about groups that are doing three sets of eight reps each, three sets of 10 reps, five sets of five reps. And the reps, ladies and gentlemen, are all a second to a second and a half to maybe two seconds at the most in the upward movement and the downward movement that I just talked about a little bit earlier. And he took the second group, or not he, but they, they took the second group in this study and they put them in the time under tension group, which means that they were taking anywhere from three to four seconds in both lowering the weight and raising the weight in one particular exercise, the same amount of weight that 
your set rep group was doing, your set rep group was doing, your first group. I believe there was, this is a small sample size, if I'm not mistaken. I think there was only eight people in each group. They were all male and they were all young. And I don't remember the exact age, but I believe it was 24 years of age. I know they were young. So, and keep this in mind, they were fitness gurus. There are studies out there that will say people who are fitness gurus, time and attention is more beneficial to them than people who are just starting, rookies, people who are sedentary, people who have never really worked out before, okay? So time and attention seems to work better for those of us who have been involved in a workout plan for some time. How long? I've seen one year, I've seen two years, I've seen three years or more. All the studies change. It's a science, right? Things change over time. That being said, and I, I, I said I'm not going to go into detail right to bore everyone, but here I am. It, it, the exercise they used, if I'm not mistaken, was the leg extension. All right. So again, the set rep group, they were doing three sets of eight. And the set rep group, they did their eight reps where it was one second up in the leg extension and one set returning back to resting phase for a split second before bringing it up again. Whereas the time and retention group, Joe, they also did eight reps, but they were taking anywhere from three to four seconds up and three to four seconds down. Now, I don't remember the exact time it was taking per set, but I believe in the set rep group, it was taking something like 25 seconds, whereas in the time and retention group, it was taking closer to one minute long one minute long. So you're under stress a lot longer, so to speak, right? Make sense? So that being said, after the workouts were done and the workouts went on for a certain period of time, so many weeks, but after each workout, they gave each member of each group, regardless of which group they were in of the two, a whey protein, an isolate whey protein drink, which isolate whey protein is very good for you when it comes to helping the protein synthesis uh, process along in the anabolic portion of your workout, which means in the portion where you are done with your workout and now it's time to rebuild what you've torn down, right? There's those two terms and why I want to talk about them, catabolic and anabolic. They found this in the study. They found that the time under tension group had an extremely elevated protein synthesis process some 24 plus hours after exercise. I believe it was up to 36 hours. So think about this. A day and a half after you're done working out, your body is still building that lean muscle tissue you tore down to make it bigger and better in the group that was doing the time under tension, that was taking more time to raise the weight in the leg extension and then lower the leg, uh, lower the weight. So there's so much more that goes into that. And again, we're going to leave it for the protein synthesis show. But know this, there's specific types of protein synthesis where uh, in this particular situation in this study, they were elevated 175% in the time under tension group. But in the group that was doing set reps, Joe, they were only elevated 125%, that traditional group we talked about. Now, someone might say, well, wait a minute. So this muscle tissue building, this, this increase in muscle fiber and making the muscle bigger and faster in the set rep group, set rep group where they were only going one second up and one second down, it increased 125%. What's wrong with that? Absolutely nothing. And it's why I still believe that is something that is very good for you. And we're going to find a little bit more about that in a minute. But it went up 175% in the time under tension group. So understand that's what? That's some 50% 
higher in terms of protein synthesis development in the group that was doing time under tension, taking more time. So that's the point. Not that both don't work for you, but one works better according to this particular study. You know, time under tension does so much more than that. It boosts metabolism big time. Um, it recruits much, much more muscle fibers according to this study. Notice how I keep saying that. According to this study, many, many more muscle fibers. Fast twitching, slow twitching. When you tear muscle fiber down, you are looking, or when you add stress, Joe, when you add stress to the muscle in any movement you're doing, if you're doing a squat, when you begin to move the weight back up or when you're lowering the weight down, your body is making a determination on how many muscle fibers is he or she going to need to move this weight in every phase of this particular rep, right? And so time under tension sends so many more muscle fibers to that particular area in order to allow the individual to have a better chance at moving the weight in that moment. And that's just the way it is in that particular study. Burning body fat. You know how we talk about wanting to burn body fat over longer periods of time when we're done? Joe, if you remember, we did a show on high-intensity interval training. Do you remember that? Yeah, yeah. And we talked about the fact that sometimes up to 48 hours after yeah. high-intensity interval training, still you are burning. St still burning body fat, and you're not yeah. doing anything right now. Yeah. So here's another example of another option when you're doing time under tension. Should you do time under tension 12 months a year? No. No. But you know, we've, we've talked about this before. We were talking about the two different types of, of uh, ways of exercising, how mm. you should switch them up. And yeah. Uh, yeah. It, it's kind of interesting that you've mentioned between the two, because that's actually what I do. I have the traditional uh, where I'll do that for a few months and then I'll switch over to time under. Well, it's a different version of time under tension, but yeah. I'll switch over to that. Um, yeah. And and that's usually when I get more into the like boxing type style training you know again i don't right. it's not like i ever get in a ring but it's just you know it's shadow boxing is what it is it's a shadow boxing well rocky yeah. rocky got in the ring and what was he 50 54 when he got in the ring the last time uh, in yeah, the movie yeah. balboa yeah oh why not you yeah, no uh, okay. well one right. i'm I'm too pretty I, i'm not gonna mess up this face but uh two, folks remember <laughs> he said that go ahead yeah yeah because one day we're gonna be on video they'll see no uh, I, okay all right so seriously being humble uh <laughs> what, what do you mean we're never gonna be on video no 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 i said uh, they'll see when we're on video i said that's okay, right now, now let's be serious i'm gonna be humble all right so uh that all said we did i did ask you a question last week and and so i this is probably the perfect opportunity to to get into that. Sure. Um, so one of the things that, that I've been doing through this boxing program uh, is, well, they're calling it time under tension, right? Okay. And so you do a certain exercise. We'll just say, you know, you're doing uh, uh, dumbbell curls and you do it for 50 seconds, but you have to choose a weight that by the end of your, you know, 50 second period, you're pretty well fatigued. Okay. So, you know, no, you're not just repping them out because you're still going like that three to four seconds that you were talking about mm -hmm. uh, going up and down. Also, as an added thing that I kind of do, yes, when you're at the very top of your rep in a curl and the very bottom of a, of a rep of a curl, you're in a resting position. I stop before both of those. So I stay in that, in that, you know, very tension, important. Yeah. In that, in that zone where there is 
attention the entire time. So, you know, for me, it's a little bit different. And one of the uh, key things for me is because, um, you know, there's, there's weight limits I have to watch because of the issues that I have with my back. Mm -hmm. However, this is pretty cool because you can use a lighter weight and go for longer periods of time yes. and fatigue the muscles in question without having to worry about the additional dilemmas of like injuries and things like that. So it is pretty neat in that way too. Um, same thing works with stretch bands. I mean, you can, it does not have to be limited to weights uh, with body weight, you know, uh, different, you know, pushups for crying out loud, you know, with very three, much four so. second push, you know, that, I mean, it's almost like doing a plank uh, with reps. Yeah, well, you, I don't know. Keep, but. <laughs> you know keep, keep this in mind, though. Keep this in mind. I hate to interrupt you real quick. Sure. The plank, the wall sit, the isometric squat where you just the, – the muscles are in constant those, contraction. Those in that definitely. Particular. Yeah. yeah those and definitely. so those are definitely time under tension. Sure, sure. That's definitely it, time under tension. Right. And that, that's exactly my point, right? If you're doing four-second, uh, you know, as you're going down and up. Right. Uh, mm -hmm. For your push ups, obviously, you know, it's almost like you're in a plank position where you're, you're sitting at the top for four seconds. Yeah. Um, I mean, you are. I mean, well, it just depends on how you're doing planks. Anyways, yeah. I do. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, again, though, I pose the question <clears throat> is that time under tension when you're doing it for a certain amount of time? And let's say you're, I mean, you, you're not counting reps, but it's going to be a higher rep count. So, when you first presented this question to me, the one thing I don't know if you if you did say it, I didn't hear it. And I didn't say about the resting points. I'll tell you that right now. Well, you didn't say about the resting points. No. And you also didn't. I don't believe you were telling me that you were taking anywhere from three to four seconds in your concentric movement and your eccentric movement. Yeah, so, four, right. So I thought that you were simply moving the weight in a second to two, not even two seconds, up, down, up, down. Yeah, I, I didn't say any of that. You're right. That's where I felt strength endurance was more of a key sure. than, than uh, time under tension. And which is more time under tension, ladies and gentlemen, one of the biggest uses of time under tension is hypertrophy. And anybody who knows about hypertrophy, it's about building bigger muscle mass. And that's what you're looking to do. If you're looking, this is, an, this is why both set rep, where you are moving the weight at a quicker pace under control and with good technique, that's very important, uh, where you're moving heavier weight maybe, and you're not taking more time up and down as opposed to time under tension. This is why they're both good. One is to build muscle mass. The other is to build muscle endurance. Right. And, and you need both of those. You need both of those. And there's more benefits to go to both of those than just those two things. Sure. And that's just it. I, and I will say this in the, uh, uh, the video, I mean, it's an on demand thing. It's uh, that I follow, um, that beach body on demand, you know, uh, they sell it as an endurance thing, but they do not do the three to four second reps in this program. That's actually something that they introduced in the lift four program, which is more about building muscle. Okay. Mm -hmm. uh, I carry it over into this one. Now, do I always do it this way? No. Sometimes I go the other way where it is more about endurance. Cause again, um, it, it's not a part of the program, but I do uh, uh, some heavy bag work as well. And the endurance is definitely helpful, especially when you're doing, you know, 35 minute, 40 minute routine mm -hmm. uh, on a heavy bag. You, you definitely need the endurance or I mean, well, you can't pick up your arms. Well, well here's this. And now here's this. Okay. A, a ton of repetitions is, is argued to be more for strength endurance as we repeat a process over and over for longer periods of time. Mm -hmm. And where we're not doing time under tension, where we're taking only a second up, a second down. 
uh, and we're doing specific reps as opposed to uh, how long you're going to do them for, regardless of how many reps you do. Sure. Um, you don't always time and retention, ladies and gentlemen, is not always okay. I'm going to go real slow for however long it takes me, but I'm going to still count out the amount of reps. You can do it that way, or you can set a timer for 75 seconds and go real slow. And however many reps you get, you get, you can have everything mapped out in seconds. So I'm that, going to do well, this. Well, that's what we did right there for the 50 seconds is exactly right. What it's done. Yeah. yeah and, I, exactly. and I picked that up so that they understand that, that, you know, that's the difference between set rep and, yeah. and one of them. And I think so, something, another added benefit to the, even though it's not time under tension, it, sort of goes beyond the scope of the uh, of the show but we've mentioned it uh when you are doing the higher reps that's when you're 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 more or less toning up though right mm, we're going to talk about that in a second yes the answer to that is yes but it depends on a few factors and i'm going to point that out here in a few minutes actually uh yeah. we're going to tackle that I've noticed it in in one of the other programs where uh, you do a lot of that and it's a lot of, uh, you know, it's a lot of rep counting and, and you're using the lower weights and what have you. But the whole idea is to lose a lot of weight within a few weeks and have something to show afterwards. So, yeah, they have you kind of toning at the same time you're burning fat. And, you know, of course, uh, they sell it that you're you're burning fat or how's it you're turning your fat in the muscle i you know i don't okay. know that i think yeah. they kind of go they kind of go off of what the uh, uh uh what the social misbelief is you know as far as what happens to fat when you lose it okay I, that could be a show yeah that could be a show yeah. uh and, and we'll we'll leave that there uh and, and continue on um but I, let me just surmise it's like saying you could turn water into fire it yeah. No. <laughs> but okay. <laughs> well, that's why I, I, I you know, what I didn't want to go because I feel like we can really go off of, of what we're talking sure, about sure, sure. And, and talk about that. So, but you just we 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 make shows. If you've ever noticed, we we make shows while we're doing shows. We've done it. I think I swear the last four episodes. Yeah. Um. And, and I literally go right into my my bank and and put that in immediately. Sometimes while you're talking on the mm -hmm. show. Uh. But let's let, let's break this down okay let's break this down um time and retention all right what a workout may look like so i'm, I'm going to give you some examples if you will uh set rep is all about a number of times time and retention is about duration right i mean we just talked about that the the importance of of this situation is more the negative than anything else what I mean by the negative is the eccentric, the eccentric movement, folks. Recalling the eccentric movement is, is extremely important. I'm going to tell you why in a second. Let me give you an example. If you're doing a workout where you're doing, uh, we're going to just, we're going to go with squats, okay? If you're doing a time under tension workout and you are doing squats where you're doing 30% of your one rep max. So if your max is a hundred pounds, you're doing 30 pounds and you're going to do this for one minute where you're going five seconds down and five seconds up for a minute, you're going to do five sets. Okay. That would be an example of time under tension and where, where, Towards the end, okay, maybe the last 20 seconds or so, it really becomes 
quite the bear to move the weight properly, and you must make sure you're moving it properly to finish the set, okay? That is what's important. And notice how you don't have to put a ton of weight on that bar when you're doing something in this fashion. So that's an example, uh, as opposed to set rep, Joe, where you could be doing 80% of your one rep max. So now you're doing 80 pounds out of the 100, and you're going to do five sets of five, and you're going to do it where you drop down. It takes a second, a second and a half, and you're going to drive it right back up, controlling your form. Technique is everything. And you're getting those five reps done in probably 20 to 25 seconds, right? So you've got another, even actually even quicker than that, actually. So you're, you're finishing about 40 seconds faster, but you're, all, you're also doing more weight. And we're going to touch on that. But that's the difference between set rep and time under tension. Now... Here's my, here's my viewpoint, folks, when you're doing time under tension. Those of you who are going to start a program where you start getting on a bench press and you start lowering the weight and taking more time to get it to your chest and then increasing the weight as you bring it up, okay? My advice, number one, do not start off where you are literally in a struggle beyond belief in the very beginning, Work your way up slowly. And when you get to the point, what do you think I'm going to say here, Joe? When you get to the point where you're not sure of yourself as far as finishing it on your own. Well, you need someone to help you out. You need, you know, a partner or someone to work out. You need a workout partner. You need a spotter. You do. Uh, let's not be crazy here, folks. Uh, a rule of thumb. Anytime you are, are going to lift heavy or you are going to be in a situation where you're doing things such as time under tension, you need to have somebody with you because if for whatever reason you cannot move that weight in a squat position and you are at parallel in a sitting position with no no one around you, that is uh, the recipe for disaster. Same goes with the bench press. Same goes with so many different lifts. So let's make sure that whenever we're doing any type of multi-compound you know, compound movements, um, let's have spotters around to make sure that they are there to help assist us through the lift. That's extremely important, right? So in the eccentric phase, the negative, in the bench press, it's when you're lowering your bar down to the chest. In the squat, it's when you're lowering yourself down so that your upper portion of your legs are parallel with the ground. You're in a seated position with the weight on your back. Um, and th- those are just two examples. In a pull-up, it's when your chin is above the bar and you begin to lower yourself back to the hanging position. Those are the eccentric phases of a workout, of, of, of a certain exercise. My suggestion is to lower yourself even more slower in that phase than in the phase of the concentric movement, which is in the bench press, pushing the weight back up, in the squat, standing back up, in the pull-up, pulling yourself back up. So what would it look like in the squat? Three seconds to lower, three, or, or should I say four seconds to lower myself down, and two seconds to drive the weight back up for a total of six seconds. That would be my time under tension there. Another four seconds to lower the weight down, two seconds to drive the weight back up. Maybe you're doing 30 to 40 to 50% of your one rep max, and you're trying to do it for 40 to 60 seconds, which is the time that most people ask you to try and get yourself into when it comes to time under tension. And so understand that there is a reason why I want the negative to take longer. There's reasons, I should say. Muscle fiber recruitment. 
when we talked about that show that Joe has included in the description of this podcast about eccentric, concentric, and isometric strength, and when we talked about eccentric, eccentric, whichever way you want to say it, okay, when we talked about that, we talked about the fact that it may be arguably, and in my opinion, the most important phase of the rep. And the reason why is because of muscle fiber recruitment, number one. The ability to add more stress to the muscle in that phase forces you to increase your muscle fiber recruitment, which is huge in this process. There's more stress during the catabolic, all right, which means the catabolic phase when you are tearing muscle down, which means bigger gains during the anabolic, which is that whole thing we talked about with protein synthesis, when you are building the muscle back up. So that's why I'm telling you to take more time in the eccentric phase, right? And I've just given you a couple different examples uh, of different exercises that would, you know, most likely fit that scenario. And you can add that to any or put that in any given exercise that you're doing. So if we can understand that, Joe, did that make sense? I think so. I mean, basically, it's just doing negative. So like you said, it's the negative end of it. Uh, That's the part you want to pay most attention to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or you want, yeah, you want to definitely pay more attention to that phase. Um, now, let's let's point out where there are some questions about time under tension training that is based on some other studies that to point to one principle that holds true almost always, Joe, and that's training to failure. This is gonna, this is gonna, uh, you know, this this particular study, all right, that I'm gonna talk about before we wrap up today's show, is very important to point this study out. And the reason why, Joe, is it tackles so many of the of the concepts you just talked about and the questions that you may have and also questions that that even I may have or other trainers may have who have been under the notion for so long that if you're moving the weight too quick, it can't possibly be time under tension. So listen up because this is good stuff right here. So uh, training to failure, that concept, what is that all about? What is that all about? Well, that's about moving a certain weight until the muscle is done. It is spent. So if you're doing a bench press and you are pressing and you're not doing time under tension, ladies and gentlemen, but you're driving the weight up and driving the weight back down, driving the weight up and driving the weight back down. And I don't care what it is for. I don't care if it's for 50% of your one rep max, 75% of your one rep max, 25% of your one rep max. Eventually, you're going to run out of that that concept we've talked about in previous shows, adenosine triphosphate. That process is going to become zero And when that process becomes zero, the muscle will no longer contract. And when the muscle no longer is contracting, you don't have any more energy. And when you have no more energy and the burn is there, failure is in place, and somebody is going to have to pick that bar up off of you. So here is the argument. And I'm going to do that. I'm I'm going to give this argument, which is very reputable, by talking about a particular study that I looked at. And I have to say, boy, this is a great argument. Again, they took two groups, Joe, and everybody out there. When I say Joe, it's just because I know Joe is listening to me right now, and he has no choice because of his proximity to this microphone. Now, group one and group two, they had both of them do 50% of their one rep maxes in what I believe was the leg extension, Joe. Group one, okay. Now, actually, you know what? It was a squat. It was the squat. And they did 50% of their one rep max in the squat. Group one 
did a standard squat, okay? It was controlled. One second down and one second up, maybe one and a half seconds down and one and a half seconds up at the most. Whereas group two, listen, folks, group two did a time under tension squat, which was taking them four seconds down and four seconds up. Now, me personally, it would have been four seconds down and two seconds up or five seconds down and three seconds up. But nonetheless, this is the time under tension group. Over time, results showed more thickness when measuring the quadricep muscle group of the time under tension participants. However, was it because they came closer to training to failure or because of the slower movements? That is what nobody knows. And so there's several studies out there. And I'm going to briefly mention and talk about one of them, okay, uh, where training to failure could be considered being as good as time under tension training, bringing similar results as time under tension training. Under, can you understand what I'm talking about there, Joe? Uh, the, the time under tension group, you're almost always training to what seems to be failure. Mm-hmm. Because you're moving so slow in both the eccentric and concentric movement. You're not really sitting there in an isometric movement. You don't sit and rest or you don't stand and rest or you don't press and rest. Like you said earlier, you right. never allowed yourself to lock out in a right. resting phase. You stopped just short and then it began to lower again and then began to press before it, it rested again so that you kept constant stress on the muscle, which right. is a very good concept with time under tension. So – so in wrapping this up, I'm going to take a study that tackled that study that I just mentioned and showed how training to failure, regardless of how long it's taking you to lower a bar and raise a bar, that both can be just as beneficial, something that I had never seen before. So let's wrap it up, right? The studies, okay, and we're going to look at one are there to support both viewpoints. We know that. But I'm going to point this one out by Morton and colleagues. That's the name of the study, all right? And it was brought to my attention by very reputable sources. Uh, I listened to these uh, sources extensively. Four groups of people now, not just two groups, four groups. And this particular group, in this particular study, all four groups were doing what we call the leg extension. Anybody who doesn't know the leg extension, that's when you're seated with your Uh, with the bar or the pads on the front side of your foot where you raise the bar up, your legs fully extended, and then lower the weight back down into your seated position again. The leg extension, very popular movement, correct? I believe so. So that being said, I want to talk to you real quick about one of the four muscles in, in the quadricep muscle group. And, you know, I, I, again, we don't like to use big terminology, but I'm going to just mention this real quick, folks. The vastus lateralis. Now, the vastus lateralis is the muscle in the quadricep. It's four muscles making up the front part of your leg, in the front of your leg. And the vastus lateralis can be located on the outside part, part where it connects the knee to the hip, okay? Now, that being said, in the, in the leg extension, that muscle is attacked, um, uh, let's say, the most, uh, depending on your foot placement. So in this particular movement, this is the muscle that they looked at the most. So what they noticed was recruiting muscle fiber to that area to allow the individuals to make that movement in any one of the four groups was similar regardless of the rate of speed and duration when performing to failure. So each group 
had a, a different, uh, I should probably give them what each group had, Joe. Group one did 30% of their one rep max, 30% of their one rep max. And they did it with a one second up move and a one second down. Group two did a 30% of their one rep max, and they did it with three seconds up and three seconds down, more of a time under tension phase. Group three did 80% of their one rep max with a one second up and one second down. And group four did 80% of their one rep max with the three second up and three second down. So as you can see how all those groups were different, okay, in terms of how long it was taking them to move the weight up and down, and also how much weight they had on, on the bar when they were doing the leg extension. And again, again, the muscle fibers being recruited to help them make these movements in all four groups, regardless of the rate of speed they were moving the weight and the duration it was taking them when performing to failure, the vastus lateralis muscle increased about the same in all four groups. So what does that tell you when it comes to time under tension as opposed to set rep? It might not matter when it comes to working to failure. Can you kind of get the best of both worlds when it comes to the endurance plus? So, so listen, when you're doing endurance, here's the point. If you're doing endurance, tra- endurance training where you're doing high rep, low weight, the key is to find a spot where you get a great workout, you get a great burn, but you don't do it till failure. Therefore, not going into a realm of uh, hypertrophy, that's for something different. You could take that same weight, Joe, and you can keep going past that point you wanted to go where you start to feel the burn and you can push it to the point of failure. But from what I understand when reading these studies is if you push it to the point of the principle of failure, that's where hypertrophy becomes a bigger benefit and not so much strength endurance, as Uh, opposed to where you push it to the point of the burn without the point of failure, strength endurance is the bigger benefit. Make sense? It does. So, so, I mean, uh, somebody like in my, in my, with my circumstances, uh, uh, you can almost find like a, like a, make it like a hybrid thing, right? Kind of find that, that sweet spot where you're reaping reward for uh, both of them. Is, is, does that make, does that I, make I, not in the same, not in the same working period. So in other words, I, what I mean by is when you periodize your training, sure. I wouldn't try to do that in the same exact set with the same exact reps where I'm trying to get the bo- best of both worlds from there. I, I would just go for one and then I and, would periodize. I would do sure. four weeks of, of, of time under tension or, high rep training to failure. And then I would do four weeks of strength, endurance, muscular endurance and recruiting muscle fiber in that way. Yeah. Me all excited. I thought it was just going to, cause every time it's, it it all changes. I got to figure everything out there, whatever. It's not not really that complicated, but (laughs) I'd rather work. I'd rather work smarter than harder, but oh well, I guess I have to do more math. Well, listen to me. This is why they call it exercise science. And if I continue to find studies where that is a process that can take place, and, you know, there's so many different avenues we can take to find that process. I'll be the first to let you know. 
Yeah, uh, I appreciate that. Because I think as we get older, we're you know, what's what's the biggest thing for us? Time. Yeah. Not under tension, but how much time we have, right? Yeah. Don't worry, and, the tension the tension provides itself for all our all our generation Z. Don't worry, tension will be there with your time. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. But, but so there there's that. So if it makes any sense to you to you guys out there, again, I've said this before and I'm gonna say it again before we move on here and, and, and conclude the show today. This is the kind of show where a lot of information was just given to you. I highly recommend that you listen to this show twice to get so much more from it in terms of auditory learning. When you can listen to something twice, the first time you hear it, the second time you're able to develop so much more in the portion of your brain. We're going to talk to Dr. Nicole Rentilla about what portion of the brain is it that allows you to hear something more than once where you then get that aha moment because you heard it once. And the second time around, it's almost like learning a new language. And, and so I, that, that's something we can bring up to her in our next interview with her, our clinical psychologist. So uh, that being said, time under tension, two different ways, according to studies now, to achieve it, right? And again, remember what I said, 40 to 60 seconds is that sweet spot when you're looking for time under tension. It doesn't matter if it's 30% of your one rep max or 80% of your one rep max or 50% of your one rep, of your one rep max. You want to make sure that getting to failure is the goal or getting damn close to failure is the goal in that particular um, aspect when you're looking for the concept of building muscle mass hypertrophy. Yeah. Interesting enough uh, in that program, if you, it, the, the one trainer always says, you know, if you walk away saying, boy, I, I didn't really get anything from that. It's pretty, it's usually a pretty good sign. You need to up your weight. Exactly. Uh, you know, because that's pretty much all you have. All right. So, Let's talk about next week where we're going to be talking about doing rather than announcing uh, really how many of us are all guilty of that. Uh, mm. I wonder how many people are listening to our show and saying, well, I'm going to, you know, like this is their first steps to getting into a healthier, you know, being a better themselves, better you, uh, you know, and they find themselves, well, I'll just keep listening to this show. Like it's, it, it it's good. It's good. It's a good start, but, but you've got to start doing, you have to apply, uh, you know, mm. right. Yeah. You have to start applying what you're, what you're learning as well. And not and, announcing. Yeah. And not letting the whole world know if that this is what you're into. Yeah. We, we've talked about this in the past as well, mm-hmm. but yes, but next week we're going to dive deeper into why we do it and the negatives behind what the results unfortunately are more times than not. So until then, I want to remind all of you, be sure to give us a review on your favorite podcast service. Also, if you have any questions, comments, thoughts, or opinions, you can leave us a voice message via the link in this episode's description. And finally, remember to join us each week as we release new episodes every Wednesday morning, 9 a.m., and that's Eastern Standard Time. Now, on behalf of Coach Tony and myself, thanks for listening. Everybody out there, be the best you and Joe. Don't ever tell the listeners. You, I want you to say this right now. Or I want you to repeat this. I am very. I'm, I'm a. I'm very. I'm a handsome man. Say that. I'm a handsome man. There you, you go, that? folks. There's a glimpse of the coach Tony's life. This is what he does daily. I, I, well, I'm not saying I, I'm not saying I do it every yeah, day, but it sounds I, like you do. It sounds I, like you do. <laughs> I, I really don't, and I. I gotta go. I, I don't even know. This isn't mm-hmm. about me. This is about building your character.